good morning. Summer's almost over and the teachers go to work tomorrow. Man, I wish I had a job like a teacher. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't trade you places. <laughs> anyway, I, hey, I haven't talked much about the Redskins, but we're right where we always are. <laughs> Having a great preseason. Got my Super Bowl tickets ordered. And, but I got the, I've got the uh, right to send them back if we don't need them. So anyway, hey, I'm glad you're here today. We're, huh? Yeah, well, I, get, I just ordered a couple extras, too, so in case some of you guys want to jump on the wagon midway uh, through the year. That's right. Let's get this preaching going on. How many of you don't even care about football? Most of you, right? A lot of you. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I'm getting that way myself, to be honest with you. It's been a long, long stretch. Hey, uh, we're continuing our series today, Back to School. Uh, and we're talking today about baptism, which reminds me, I grew up in a little town called Kieseltown. Anybody ever been to Kieseltown? All right, that's right. So y'all been to heaven, really. It's at the foot of the Massanutten Mountains, just outside of Harrisonburg, Virginia. It's a neat little town, and I grew up there. And we did baptisms. When we did baptism, we didn't warm the water up in the church. You know, we did them in the creek at Cub Run. We did them every, it didn't matter what the temperature was. I can remember a baptism we had in January. I was just... A little old guy, it was cold, and the preacher was uh, getting ready to baptize this old boy, and he, um, he put him under the water, and he said, uh, or, yeah, he put him under the water, and he said to him, he said, uh, is the water cold? Old boy said, nah, it's not cold. And uh, one of the deacons was standing there beside the water, and he said to the, he said to the preacher, he's a lion, dunk him again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and the whole story's a lie, but I thought it was a good one anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I also was to show you my baptism that I found the old video of when I got baptized. <laughs> That's called the cannonball baptism. And tonight, if you're getting baptized, you want to do the cannonball baptism, just let us know. Anyway, I showed that as illustrations really to make us laugh and kind of get myself a little relaxed, but it's interesting that you can go to all different sorts of churches and you can hear all kinds of uh, different takes on baptism. You know, if you go to a Pentecostal church, you're going to hear one thing. You go to a Baptist church, you're going to hear one thing. You go to a Nazarene church, you're going to hear one thing. Go to a Lutheran church, you're going to hear something else. Go to a Catholic church altogether, something different. So instead of looking at what uh, church teaches us, let's look at what the Bible teaches us as we talk about baptism. We've been using and uh, looking at Ephesians chapter 4, verses 4 and 6 for our theme scripture for this series. And, and uh, so let's just read that together. Right? There is one body, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one baptism, who is over all, through all, and in all. Give yourself a hand. That's the best job that any of our, our group uh, over the weekend has done. You did a great job. Uh, you, you, did, you didn't just mouth it. You really did it. Uh, now, when you look at that scripture, we're going to focus on baptism today. And you notice that there are a couple theological thoughts on, uh, on what Paul, on, on Paul's use of the word baptism in this passage. 
There are some that believe, uh, the Wesleyan view, that, there, that it has to do with the infilling or the baptism of the Holy Spirit, uh, where we surrender all and the Holy Spirit infills us uh, and powers us. And then there's the thought of uh, speaking, he's talking of water baptism. Now, either case, it's a statement of the fact that we belong together. That, that we have this in common. It's a picture that God gives us that pulls us all together in unity. And when we look at the word baptism, it, it, uh, it used in the church, it pulls us all together. You see, some people think that baptism, speaking of water baptism, is an option that you can either do or not do. You can put it off or you can go for it. But in reality, it's quite the opposite. You see, baptism uh, is the picture that we belong together in the body of Christ. It doesn't matter what church you go to, whatever church uh, you go to, uh, you happen to go to the best church in Spotsylvania County. And uh, so, uh, but no, they're all good. I'm just messing. Uh, kind of. No, I really am. It doesn't matter what church uh, you go to or what part of the body of Christ you belong to. Baptism is a, is a symbol that or is a, a symbolic thing that pulls us all together. That it, it talks about the fact that we are a member of the body of Christ uh, worldwide. That it, it pulls us together in unity. People often ask me, why should I be baptized? And that's a great question. So, again, it, it, it's not a, an option. It's something that we do. In reality, it's, it, it, you see, baptism is a picture we belong together in the body of Christ, that we are in unity as believers in what we believe. This is what we believe. Can we put that back up? E, Ephesians chapter 4. This is our statement of faith. And baptism kind of pulls that all together to say this is what we believe and we are in unity in our statement of faith. It says to each of us that we're part of the family of God. First Corinthians says, this is what we proclaim in word and action when we were baptized. Each of us is now a part of his resurrection body. Gosh, that really, that thrills me when I realize that when we are, as believers, uh, when we were baptized, each of us that have been baptized are now part of Christ's resurrection body body. You see, it's a public way of saying you're a part of and in unity with a group of believers. It's a celebration of your inclusion in God's family. It's your statement of faith. Now, that's a great song that Jody sang and Carrie Underwood uh, sings and, and, uh, and, you know, it must be something in the water. Well, really, let's look at the biblical truth about baptism. And the, the biblical reason that we are to be baptized. The first reason is to follow the example of Christ. The Bible says, then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. Now, who is John? John, the, this John that we're speaking of, he was an unusual guy. He, uh, he, he dressed in an unusual way. He, uh, he wore camel-haired outfits. And uh, he ate unusual food like locusts and, and honey and, and all sorts of things. But he was the most passionate preacher of his day. 
You see, his message was very clear, and he preached this message wherever he went, uh, wherever he was, whoever he was speaking to, his message was this, repent, every one of you, and be baptized. Repent, every one of you, and be baptized. Whether we're here in this room or whether we're watching online, uh, whether we're in the cafe, John's, mes uh, John's message to us would have been very clear. Repent, every one of us, and be baptized. You see, his mission was to prepare the way for Jesus. One day Jesus came to John, and, and he says, Hey, John, I want you to baptize me. And listen to their conversation. The Bible says, but John tried to deter him. I can only imagine, if I was John, and Jesus came to me and he said, Hey, buddy, I want you to baptize me tonight at the celebration service. I'd be saying, whoa, 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 I think you better get Kelly or get somebody else. But uh, uh, you're the one, Jesus, that should be baptizing me. And that's exactly what John said. I, I need to be baptized by you. And why do you come to me? And Jesus replied, let it be so now. It's pro it is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. And then John said, okay. I guess I still got to say he probably did that reluctantly. And the Bible says as soon as Jesus Imagine this. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he, he went up out of the water. At the moment, at that moment, heaven was open and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. Now think about that tonight. That you're in the baptismal pool. We're baptizing, baptizing you and you come up out of the water and the heavens break open and a dove comes and lands on your shoulder. I mean, some of you will be out of here. You know, and, and then it's followed by a voice from heaven that said, this is my son. This, this passage of scripture, every time I read it, just nearly takes my breath away. This is my son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. I mean, the, Jesus, the son of God, uh, says, I want to be baptized. And as he comes out of the water, heaven splits open. The Holy Spirit descends on him like a dove, and he says, God says to him, hey, that's my boy, and I'm proud of him. I'm delighted in him. You know, if you've ever had a father say that to you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I've never had a father say that to me. I've never, I've had a stepfather say to me that, but I've never had a father say to me, hey, that's my boy, and I'm darn proud of him. And I would say to you fathers, we, need, we can't say that enough to our boys. Hey, that's my boy, and I'm proud of him. And you know, dads, when he said to our daughters, hey, that's my girl, and I'm really proud of her. Don't ever stop telling your kids that you're proud of them. You know, when my, even when my stepdad says something to me today, and I don't even look at my stepdad, he's my dad, but he is, when he says to me something like that, he's proud of me. Man, it just goes through me like, all right, I'm a good guy. Because my daddy thinks I'm a good guy. Anyway, I just got to get into that because I love that, that portion of scripture. But anyway, that was the beginning of Jesus' public ministry after his baptism. You see, the word baptism comes from the Greek word baptizo. Now, this was a word that was very common in the time of Jesus. It means to wash. It means to dip. It means to immerse. It means to plunge under. It means to submerge. 
Now, baptismo was a common word. So when they called John the baptizer or John the Baptist, what they were really saying was John the washer. John the washer. And, and, and tonight in our celebration service, as people are baptized, you need to understand that they're not just getting wet. You see, they are following the example of Jesus. The Bible uh, teaches and the Bible's goal and Christ's goal for every believer is to become like Christ. And when we're being baptized, we're following his example. And it helps us to become more like Jesus. And I think to myself, you know what? If it was important for Jesus to be baptized, then it's important for me to be baptized. The second reason we're baptized is because Christ commands it. He doesn't say, hey, it's a good idea. He simply doesn't say, well, why don't you think about it? He says, Jesus says, go then to all people everywhere and make them my disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and then teach them to obey, obey everything I command. Three parts to that. Go to all the people, uh, four parts, and make disciples, baptize them, and then teach them to obey everything I command you. Now, I don't know about you, but as a believer, I love the story of God. You know, it just, it lights my fire. For God so loved the world that he became one of us. That he became one of us in the person of his son, Jesus Christ. He was born of the Virgin Mary, born of a virgin. Born of a Virgin Mary. And he grew up and he lived a sinless life. Now think about that one. He lived a sinless life. Jesus then died for our, the sins of the world on a cross, the cruelest, most awful way to die. And he was buried in a tomb, and three days later, the Bible says that he rose from the dead. You know, he's not in some grave somewhere rotting away. We don't worship a dead God. Our Savior is not dead. He is alive. The Bible teaches us that he is sitting at the right hand of the Father today interceding for you and I. He's talking to God on our behalf. And he's not some wasted, uh, wasting away in some grave. And then after his resurrection, he gathered his disciples together and he gave them one last command. He said, go to the people, go to all the people, all the people everywhere and make them my disciples and baptize them. Rick Warren, he, he's just... Uh, Back in 2007, Billy Graham's vision was that every people group in the world be exposed to the gospel. And, 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 and uh, Rick Warren, has, he, he invited Gay and I to come to a, a conference to talk about how our church can, can be a part of taking the gospel to every, uh, every nation. It's not a conference, kind of a meeting with him. Because he wants, to, he wants to help fulfill that vision that Billy Graham and, 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 and fulfill the Great Commission says, go to all people everywhere and make them my disciples, baptize them. These are the last recorded words. Now, when you look at that verse, and all of us pastors and, we, and people, we ought to be thinking about this. He didn't say go build a church building and then go out into the community and say, okay, come on, we built this nice building, y'all come on. Come to us. He didn't say that. He said for us to be the church in the world, to be the church in the world. 
that's what we that's why we did that's what we did last week at Livingston. We took the church, that's you and I, and we took the, our book bags with us and our hot dogs with us and our haircut people with us and our old clothes with us. And we went out and we took the church to the world. And Livingston kids showed up and Robert E. Lee kids showed up and Berkeley kids showed up. And we had church right there in that schoolhouse, in the hallways, in the auditorium, and all around that building. We were the church. You see, and, that, and that's why we have a ministry center in Port, Harcourt, uh, Port Harcourt, Nigeria, that every week when you give in the offering, a little bit goes there. And you know what we're doing there? We've we're, we got a school now with 180 kids in it. we we got a ministry center that's about a fourth of the way built, maybe a, maybe a third of the way built. And, and, and we got two football teams, two soccer teams that we're sponsoring, and those two soccer teams have adults that were street adults. They were guys that were crooks. They were stealing. They were, they were kidnapping oil workers. And now they're playing on this soccer team, this football team. And then we got these group of kids that, that were headed in the wrong direction. They were uh, into drugs and alcohol, and they're now playing on a youth soccer team. And we're teaching moms and dads how to make a living for themselves so they don't have to beg. You see, we're taking the church to Nigeria and we're doing a great job. We've drilled three wells there and kids are getting clean water and we go to LA and we feed people in the parks and we go to orphanages in Guatemala and all around our world so that we could take the church to the world as Jesus commanded. And then he says we are to baptize He's saying, get out of the building and go into the world everywhere every day and go and make disciples, make them followers of Jesus and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I was convicted this week because I don't think I'm doing that too well. I don't think I'm going to the world. I think I'm just here and y'all come, I say hi. You know, I, I, I got to take that a little bit serious. And I prayed this morning when I got out of bed, I, every morning I pray, I got up, I said, Lord, today I want to be better at that. I want to be more aware of the people around me so that I can, I'm not going to dress like John the Baptist. But I want to be more like that. Not, and I don't want to stand on the street corner, but I want to show people love. And I want to live the kind of life that will draw them to Jesus and they'll give me the opportunity to share with them. And then I want to drag them in here somewhere or down the street somewhere and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You see, what Jesus is saying after you become a follower, after you enter into a personal relationship with Jesus, you need to be baptized. And if you've never been baptized, you need to be baptized. That is the command of Jesus. It's not like, oh, I suggest that you get baptized. You see, to become like Jesus means that we obey everything Jesus commands us to do. You know, and that's something else that we don't do that well either is we don't obey everything, do we? I mean, we get the first one right. We repent. And then some of us get baptized. And many of us don't obey everything that he teaches us. And so we need to be like Jesus. And we need to do as he commands. So because Jesus says do it, let's do it, okay? So not only do we follow Christ's example, 
but I obey his command. And third, it identifies me with Christ. You see, baptism is an outward sign that says I am identified with Jesus. Wow. I am, I am identified with Christ. I am a follower of Jesus. You're publicly standing with and for him, Jesus, that is. Galatians says you are all sons of of God and daughters through faith in Christ Jesus for all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. Have clothed yourself with Christ. In other words, you are clothed with Christ. In other words, when you look at the label, it says Jesus. You know, it doesn't say Levi's or Azad or Marshall's. That's where I get my clothes, Marshall's. That's, you know, I was saying today, I got this at Marshall's, and this sleeve is a little bit shorter than this sleeve. <laughs> hey, but I bought it really cheap. And if I wouldn't have pointed that out, none of you would have known, right? That's right. They just tell you that you're getting name brand clothes, but they don't tell you that, you know, it's not, it's, it's off a little bit. But anyway, I just wanted to warn you of that. But mostly, if you see me in public, it'll be at Marshall's. <laughs> food line. Yeah, I do go to food line sometimes. <laughs> well, I got to eat. Uh, Cheryl, don't get me off. I got to get this. But anyway, you see, you're clothed with Christ. You're passionate more than anything else about your relationship with Jesus. And so you want to be identified with him. You're clothed with Christ. You're a follower of Jesus, and you declare it publicly. You see, Jesus was baptized in the Jordan, and so was Gay. I love this picture that she sent me back. This is Gay being baptized in the Jordan. Now, I showed you that for two reasons. Number one, I really like that picture. And number two, that's the Jordan River. And that is the exact spot that Gay got baptized that Jesus got baptized that same spot. <laughs> it's a lie. I'm kidding. <laughs> the fence wasn't there. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> the Jordan River is the most public place. It's the, it was the most public place in, in Jesus' day. It was a place where people gathered. They went there to get their drinking water. They went there to wash their clothes. They went there to take a dip in a cool day. They went there to go fishing. You see, everybody gathered there. And that's why we do a special celebration service at Salem Fields. Every fifth Sunday, when there's five Sundays in a month, we do a celebration service. We don't do that just so you have another service to go to. We do that because it is a public gathering of the community of faith here at Salem Fields Community Church that comes together and we celebrate the sacraments, we celebrate baptism, we celebrate Holy Communion, the Lord's Supper together. We, we dedicate children. We got 12 or 15 children to dedicate tonight. And we got people that we're going to baptize. It is a public celebration that the body of Christ is called to come together. If you're online and this is your church online and you're local, come to the, come to the baptism service. Come to the celebration service. Now, if you're in India watching, that'd be a little difficult. But I'm saying that, you see, Jesus was baptized in the most public place you can imagine. And that's what baptism is all about. You see, if you plan to be baptized tonight, I just say go home and call everybody you know. 
Call everybody you know, everybody in your family, everybody, all your friends, all your coworkers, all the people you work with, people you go to school with. Just call them up and say, hey, I'm going to stand with Jesus tonight. I'm going to get baptized. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get baptized tonight, and I want you to come and celebrate with me. You're saying that you're going to stand before everyone here and say, I'm not my own anymore. I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. I'm publicly going to stand with Jesus. I want to be identified. Now, why is this so important? Because Jesus said, whoever acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before men, I will disown him before my Father in heaven. You know, at the, at the end of the service, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes I'll say, everybody close your eyes and bow your head and close your eyes. And if you gave your life to Christ today, raise your hand. You know what that is? Because we want people to make a public acknowledgement to gay and I. That's a small place to start is acknowledging, hey, I prayed that prayer today and I accepted Jesus. But baptism is a place that you can come together in front of everybody, so many people, worldwide, worldwide, on the worldwide uh, uh, website, on our streaming live. I mean, just think about people all over the world, ladies. When you come up out of that water, your hair is going to look terrible, your makeup's going to be streaming, and the whole world's going to see it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't wear the makeup. <laughs> But it's saying, it's saying, I don't care. I'm making a public confession that I believe in Jesus. You see, and, and, and people say to me, well, buddy, I, I want a private baptism. Well, I'm saying, I don't, you're saying, I don't want to do that before other people. Well, get over it because that's not biblical. You see, it's not biblical to have a, a private uh, baptism. It's contrary to what I believe God teaches us in the Bible. You see, your public baptism says, I don't care what anybody thinks, I am going to stand up for Jesus. And I'm going to say I'm a follower of Christ. I'm willing to stand up in front of everybody here at Salem Fields. I'm willing to stand up in front of my family, my friends. And you know, you'll be standing up in front of a whole group of, there's a whole group of people in India that watch us every weekend, every service. And you'll be standing up before them and saying, hey, count me in. I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. Now, if you've never been baptized, I want to really encourage you right now to join us tonight and, and, and join those who've already signed up and come tonight. Come at 5.30, quarter to 6 and say, I want to be baptized, and we'll baptize you. If you were baptized as a child and you say, you know what, my parents had me baptized as a child, I don't remember it, uh, or you were dedicated and you've never been baptized, you can be rebaptized. If you say, well, you know what, I, I, buddy, I was baptized once, but man, my life just fell apart. I went my own way. I quit following Jesus, and now I want to get baptized again. Well, get baptized again. I said last night, I'll just be buddy the rebaptizer, <laughs> and we'll just do it over again, okay? And then invite people to come with you as well. Next week, next week, <laughs> next I want to talk to you about uh, the meaning of baptism. You know, Carrie Underwood in the song says uh, it's something in the water. Well, you know, let's just straighten that out. You see, baptize, baptism is filled with meaning. First, it illustrates Christ's burial and resurrection. When you were lowered into the water, it's like the burial of Jesus. When we are raised up out of the water, it's like the resurrection of Jesus. You see, Jesus was buried in a grave, in a tomb. And when you're baptized, it's symbolic when you go under the water that you're being buried in a water, watery grave, that you're being buried uh, as Jesus was buried. And, and like, I, like I said, you know, 
we got a little thing that we know, like Santa Claus knows when you've been good, naughty or nice, and good and bad and all that. Well, we know. And those of you who are going to be baptized tonight, if you've been really, really bad, we're going to hold you under the water <laughs> until the water turns darker. <laughs> we're going to make sure it's all out. And you start <laughs> I'm just kidding about that, of course. But it's saying that you, you're buried in a watery grave, and then like Jesus, when you come up out of the water, uh, you're being resurrected. As Jesus was resurrected, you're being raised from the dead when you come out of that water. You're raised into a new life to walk in newness of life. You're illustrating Christ's burial and resurrection. Some people ask, well, how should I be baptized? Should I be sprinkled? Should I be dunked? You know, should I be poured on? You know, should I be sprayed down with a garden hose? How should I be baptized? And, and that's a great question. And believers, again, we have all kinds of opinions about that. But we really believe here at Salem Fields that however you want it. I'd love to get the garden hose out. And you come up front and I'd... And spray you down, you know, I'll sprinkle you, pour you. But really, we believe that immersion is, is, is more along with the, the, the defini biblical definition of baptism to be immersed, uh, to baptismo, to be uh, uh, dipped and poured and, and, and washed under the water. It better fits the biblical definition. Now, I like what Sam Houston said when his pastor baptized him in the river. His pastor looked at him and said, Sam, all your sins are washed away. And Sam Houston said, God help all the fish. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know about you, but I'll tell you, when, when, when Jesus saved me and washed away all of my sins, it must have been a mess. It must have been a mess. If there was ever a person that appreciates what Jesus did for me on the cross, it's this old boy. Did I ever need forgiveness? Did I ever need my sins washed away and forgiven? Secondly, it illustrates my new life in Christ. When, when someone becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person inside. The old life has passed away and the new life has begun. You see, baptism is a public way of saying together that we have died to this old life. You know, we're living in a new way of life. We now live in a life with Christ. We, we're different. You know, we may look the same on the outside, but on the inside, we're changed and we're different. The Bible says, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Wow, you can live a new life, a totally new life in Christ. You're different. You're changed forever. You see, when you receive Christ, all the filth, and all the guilt, and all the old stuff, and all the old shame, and, and, and all the insecurities, and all your fears, and all them dumb mistakes, and silly decisions, and harmful things that we've done in our life, it's all forgiven. It's dead. It's gone. The Bible says, cast as far as the east is the west, never to be remembered against you again. I'll never forget the day I knelt at an altar, and I said, Jesus, forgive me. I felt like the whole world was lifted off my chest. I thought, Wow. This is the best thing that ever happened to me. See, I got a new start. And when your life in Christ, you have been raised to walk in the newness of life, you're different. You have a new life in Christ. And finally, it illustrates my faith in God's power. 
You see, when you were baptized, the Bible says you were buried with Christ and you were raised up with him through your faith in God's power that was shown when he raised Christ from the dead. You see, baptism means I have faith in the power of God to raise Jesus from the dead. You see, I believe in his power. I believe that Jesus has the power to raise me to a new way of life. The best picture of baptism I can give is like my wedding ring. It's like my wedding ring of the Christian life. You see, this wedding ring that I wear, it doesn't make me married. It doesn't, it doesn't make me married. What, what it says, you see, Gay gave me this ring to wear as a visible sign of, of the commitment I made in my heart to her. It doesn't make me married, but it symbolizes the commitment that I made to her in my life and in my heart. And it's also a message to all you women out there <laughs> that no matter how much you want me, I'm married. And if you go messing with me, you got to mess with gay. But you know, really, there's some truth in that. The reality is that's what baptism is. Baptism is a visible symbol of a commitment of a person's heart saying, hey, I'm not ashamed of Jesus. It tells to the world that I believe in Jesus Christ. It says to the world that I've made a public commitment to Jesus Christ. I've made a, I've made a confession and a commitment to Jesus Christ and I'm publicly. This is a symbol much like the wedding band. It's saying that I believe in Jesus. It says to Satan, Satan, you might want me. And, and, and you might mess with me, but when you do, you're going to have to deal with Jesus. You see, baptism doesn't make you a believer. It shows that you already believe. Baptism doesn't save you. Only your faith in Christ does that. So if you've not been baptized to show your faith in Jesus, I want to invite you tonight to come and join us. And, and there's a commitment or a connection card that you can just fill out with your name and your phone number or something on there. It's in your program. If you want to be baptized tonight, it's not too late. Even if you don't fill out the silly card, you can still come and be baptized. Just please help us to be a little more prepared for you. Or you can go out to the, the welcome desk and you can fill out some paperwork there and you can be baptized tonight. But don't put it off. Don't put it off. If you've not made a public confession through baptism, don't put it off. I'll never forget. I, you know, I saw this in the first service. I'll never forget. I, I remember my first baptism. I was going to get baptized. I mean, I was saved. Man, I was a happy dude. And they had a baptism. Our church had a baptism scheduled for Massanutta Springs at the lake, 5 o'clock, Sunday afternoon. So I get home, and I'm all happy that I'm going to get baptized. And I realize the Redskins are playing at 4 o'clock, <laughs> playing the Philadelphia Eagles. And I said, I ain't going to get no baptism. <laughs> I'm going to watch a football game. And I'd be darned if I didn't stay home and watch that football game. And I regretted that. I still kind of regret that to this day. And also the Redskins lost. <laughs> it's the only time they've ever lost to the Eagles <laughs> since I've been watching them. Don't put it off. Don't put off your baptism. Do it tonight, okay? And then finally... If you've not put your faith in Jesus Christ as your Savior, why don't you do that this morning? Why don't you just make a commitment to Christ this morning and ask him to forgive you of your sins? Ask him to invite him into your heart to be your Savior and just allow him to change your life forever. My life has been changed forever. Have I been perfect? Woo, a long ways from it. But I'll tell you, I am not nearly even close 
to the man I was the day I knelt and gave my life to Jesus Christ. He has done a work in me. He has done something in me that is remarkable. I cannot even imagine being here this morning. I can't imagine God using me in my life the way he has over the 30 years I've been in ministry. I would have never dreamed that for my life and for my family. I never dreamed that Gay and I would be leading a church together. I, I doubt it. I, I never dreamed we'd be married for three years. And we've been married for 40 years. And God has changed my life. And he wants to do the same in your life. Let's pray together. Father, I just thank you this morning that your spirit is here. I thank you, God, that you love us so much that you gave yourself completely for us. And God, you created and you put together this thought of and this symbolic picture of baptism to represent that we are believers in Jesus Christ. And so, Father, right now, I pray blessings on every believer in this room. I pray blessings on every believer online or in Rubicon. I pray your blessings of love and peace and grace over every person here today. I pray, God, that you, I pray blessings over every home, every family, every husband and wife, every child. God, I pray blessings over those homes that are doing okay. I pray blessings over the homes that are struggling and life's just the pits. I pray, God, that you would lift them up and bless them. I pray, God, that you would fill us to overflowing with the power and presence of your Holy Spirit today as believers. And I pray for those of you right now, I want to pray with you, for those of you who do not know Jesus Christ in a personal way. You don't have a personal relationship with him. Would you pray this prayer with me? The Bible says that we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts that Christ was raised from the dead. We shall be saved. And so when you pray this prayer, just pray it by faith. You can pray it right out loud. You can pray it under your breath. The words don't make any difference. It's the heart and the faith that you pray it with. So pray this with me if you'd like to know Christ in a personal way. Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died on the cross for the forgiveness of my sins. Jesus, I ask you right now to forgive me of all of my sins. I invite you, Jesus, to be my Savior. I invite you to be my Savior. Then you thank him. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me of my sins. Thank you, Jesus, for being my Savior. Now, with all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed, only Gay and I are going to look around. No, no peekers, okay? All of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed. If you prayed that prayer this morning, would you just make a public confession to, to us and to Jesus that you prayed that prayer and you believe he saved you today? Would you slip up your hand, anybody like that today? Yes. God bless you, all of you, all over the auditorium. God bless you. God bless you. Yes, in the back. God bless you. You can put them back down. Thank you. Over here. Anyone else? Just slip it up one more time. Not one more time. If you haven't raised your hand, yeah, I see your hand back there. God bless you. Anyone else? Maybe you're online today and you prayed that prayer. Tell somebody. Tell somebody. 
Jesus, we thank you for those who have right now have publicly confessed their belief in you. They prayed a prayer, God. And Lord, we believe that you've forgiven each one. Father, we believe that each one has been born again. And you are their Savior. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand and worship together. God bless you.